Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God as we do every day, talk about it and allow it to transform our lives. I'd like to begin a new series here where we're going to talk some from the book of Ephesians, we, where we see a theme, and this will actually be the theme of our upcoming Faith Walkers Conference, which will be held right after Christmas. But we see three key words here that deal with our posture, sit, walk, stand. We're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. We have different places in which we walk with the Lord in, throughout this book of Ephesians, and then In the end, we stand firm in the evil day, which has to do with our spiritual armor and spiritual battle and warfare, which actually we covered here just a few weeks ago in our Daily Word and Prayer. And if you're new and you would like to check that out, it's right below here. If you go to my page, Tom the Preacher, here on YouTube, it's right below these videos. You can find it easily and catch up on some of what we talked about there, how to stand firm in the evil day in the spiritual war. But as we talk about our walk, there's a number of verses in this book of Ephesians that talk about how we are to walk with God. But the first one talks about our former walk. And I'd like to talk about this a little bit today for a couple of reasons. Number one, to just remind us how lost we once were. I don't know if you, how long you've been a believer. I've, I've been a believer now 50 years. It was 50 years ago last month that I came to Christ. And it can be easy to forget some of the confusion, the lostness, how desperate, how lost I really felt. That's a long, long time ago. I was just a teenager. And so to remind us of that. Secondly, though, to remind us of what others are experiencing. We live in a culture, in a world where it's so easy to hide our problems. We each have our own privacy. Lots of us have our own homes. You can't hear if there's arguing and shouting in the house. You can't hear it. The windows are closed, the air conditioning's on, or the heat's on, or whatever. Uh, We can live very private lives. Sometimes when I travel to other countries that don't have such uh, privacy as we do here in America, you realize that other people's lives are a little bit more visible, and ours can be a little bit more hidden. We can put on a mask, not just this COVID mask, but how this remind what a picture this was of how many people walk around with a mask on hiding who they really are. And even though the masks are gone now, we can still hide one, hide our true feelings and true lives from other people. So what does the Bible say about this? I want to say one other thing here, and that is that personally, if you come here regularly, you know that I focus on who we are in Christ. To me, this is a huge, huge issue. A lot of people seem to blur the line between their pre-Christian life and their current Christian life, and it might be a reason that they're not walking in the victory they're supposed to have. The Scriptures really clear—what we were before we were saved and what we are now that we're saved, there's a stark contrast, a stark contrast. There's a line in the sand. When we get saved, we cross from death into life. We go from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of the beloved Son. We change kingdoms. We live a different life. We become a new creature. But I find that in a lot of Christian teaching, it seems like the line is kind of blurred. The distinction and difference between being a non-Christian and a Christian, 
Lots of times it's just, well, do you believe Jesus died for you? And that's about all it comes down to. And the distinction, oh my goodness, it's so much deeper, so much more significant. Today, as we talk some about walking with the Lord, I'd like to begin by seeing what does the Bible say we were like formerly? What is the non-Christian? How does the Bible describe, how does God see the non-Christian? And this is what we were like, and this is indeed what what, uh, our friends are like who don't know the Lord. And so let's see what it says. We're in Ephesians chapter 2. We'll start with verse 1. And you were dead. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. You're spiritually dead, cut off from from God. You were like a, 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 a branch from a tree that's or a vine that's been cut off. It may still look alive. It may still have leaves on it, but it's now been cut off from the source of life, and so it's dead and it's dying. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. The wages of sin is always death. People may think, and this is the lie of our day, that the things of this world will bring you life, that sin will bring you life. No, no, no. It brings you death. You were dead in which you formerly walked. And here's the word as we're looking at this word walk now. We're going to, through the next, next several days here in our daily word and prayer, you were formerly, in which you formerly, or in the past, walked. Folks, we no longer walk the way we're going to describe. What I'm about to show you should not be the way you're living. It's your former life. It's your past life. It's when you were dead in your trespasses and sins. How did we walk? According to the course of this world. This world, and when we're speaking here of the world, we're speaking in 1 John, it says the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. We're talking here about a a course or a plan. Like if you travel a certain course or something is mapped out for you, there's a course that this world has for you. And we used to walk in it. We used to have its goals, its plans. Its, it was what it had mapped out for us. But 1 John chapter 5 says the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. Now at the time, right now, God is building his kingdom. Like I said, we are in the kingdom of God. We are still in this world, Jesus said in John 17, but we are not of the world. The world has a course mapped out for every person. But is it the right course? Well, no, look, because it's according to the prince of the power of the air. This is a term referring to the devil. He goes on to say, of the spirit now work that is now working in the sons of disobedience. There is a, as I say often on here, there's a rebellion afoot. It started in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve when they rejected the authority of God and God's word. The serpent came to him. Has God said you shall not eat of certain trees? And Eve made the big mistake of interacting with the serpent and having a discussion with him. And he beguiled her. He deceived her. And she made this fatal error. And she she ate of the fruit, gave to her husband, and he ate as well. But this rebellion, there's a rebellion afoot. The rebellion began, and we've all joined in on it. We've all been part of the rebellion. The course of this world is in rebellion against God. This is a fundamental teaching 
in the Bible. And it's one that we've got to understand lest we be swept up in it, lest we be deceived as Eve was. The devil's still active. There's still a spirit of rebellion working in the sons of disobedience. And, and he's, he can beguile us. He can deceive us. He can trick us. We must be on guard and be careful. So this is how he formally walked. Now, he goes on in the next verse, verse 3, to give a greater description of what does this mean, the course of this world, the spirit of the, the, the rebellion working in the sense of disobedience. He describes it here. Among them, among them, we too, we used to live this way, all Formerly, he uses this word again, in the past, we're not living this way anymore. We lived in the lust of the flesh and of the mind, or of, of the flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. Oh my goodness, what powerful words Paul uses here. Indulging the lust of the flesh and indulging the lust of the mind, things that we like to think about we shouldn't think about, things we like to do that we shouldn't do. The flesh rejects God's authority. The flesh does not submit itself to God. We read in Romans chapter 8. It's not even able to do so. The mind of the flesh is hostile towards God. It exalts itself and its, and its own reasoning above God and His authority and His truth. And this is how we lived, formerly. Twice he tells us, formerly. Now he goes on to say that, he goes on to tell us, but God was rich in his mercy. God gave grace to us. He saved us not by our own works, not by what we've done, but he saved us according to his mercy, and he created good works that we should, here's the word, walk in them. The first time we'll see the word walk, we'll look at this tomorrow. This is found in Ephesians 2, verse 10. But today I do want to stress, this was our former way of life. Draw a line in the sand, friends. Draw a line in the sand. Say, this is what I was. This is, that's not who I am anymore. That's not my identity. Now, I'm not saying by this that a Christian might not stumble. We walk with the Lord, but as we walk with the Lord, just like a child learning to walk, a child stumbles at times. He falls down, but he gets back up. We should as well. If we stumble, it's not, we're not, that does not mean we're destined to crawl our entire life. That means we fall and we get back up. We have left behind this life. This was our former life. I just stress it. You are, we are no longer to be walking according to the course of this world. We're no longer to have the spirit of rebellion in us. We're no longer to think of ourselves as being in this domain of darkness. We're, if, if the flesh is having its way in our thoughts, in our mind, in our action, we should, we should be saying, hey, wait a minute, that's something wrong, because that's not who I am anymore. This was my former life. I've got to figure out how to escape this, because this is not who I am. This is not the way I should be living. Of course, we just finished a series in Second Peter, in which Peter talks about practically on this eight-step process to escape the, the corruption in the world by this lust, Peter was talking about the same thing in chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, we escape the corruption in the world by lust, and we become partakers of the divine nature. And again, if you weren't with us or if you've forgotten, check that out in the videos of just the last couple of weeks. 
where we talk about we go from in your faith supply moral excellence, in your moral excellence knowledge, in your knowledge self-control, in your self-control perseverance, in your perseverance godliness, in your godliness brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness love, agape love. This is the process Peter describes. Paul here is talking about the same process but he's looking at our position first before he gives us the practical how-to. And again, this is what we'll be talking about in the coming days as we talk about our walk with God in this world. So today's kind of the bad news, shall we say. This is what we were. As you look around at unbelievers, and again, I say they put on that mask and say everything's fine, but not according to God. According to God, they're children of wrath sons of disobedience, walking according to the course of this world. They're lost. They're indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And this is not the way that they were created to live. This is not the way life is to be. This is not the, not the right way. This is how we formulate live. So we will be, over these next few days, we're going to be talking, again, practical tips. What does the Bible say about how this can be our former life? And indeed, I want to encourage you, this should be your former life. And if it's still describing your current life, then one of two things, either you need to really be born again and saved, or you need to discover the truths in scripture about how to walk in the newness of life that Jesus has for us. It's real. It's in the Bible. It's true. We've got to believe it and walk in it. Okay. Father in heaven, we thank you that you rescued us from this dire, dire position we've just seen. We confess that we were walking according to the course of this world, that the world had mapped out, that an evil, an evil one, the enemy of our soul, had mapped out a plan for us, and we were walking down that road. And we confess and acknowledge Jesus that we were, we were lost. We were without the way. We were dead. We were without hope. We were, we were completely on the wrong path, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind. We were children of wrath. We thank you you made us children of God. We thank you you made us alive. We thank you you gave us your grace. We thank you you've seated us with you in the heavenly places. We thank you you've given us a new walk, a new purpose, a new reason to live. Hallelujah. Lord, this is the greatest treasure, the greatest treasure we could ever have is you gave us a new life and made us a new creature. Help us, Lord, to always appreciate it. Help us to never lose sight of the stark difference. We crossed the line. We came from darkness to light. We came to death, from death to life, from the, from the Satan's kingdom to yours. We are in a new life. We, are a, we have come to you and we bless you. We love you. Today, Father, help us to learn how to leave this other life behind. Let it be former. I pray that today in our interactions with other people, I pray today, Lord, in our, in our life with others, in our goals, everything about us, our walk through life, help us be the new, the new life this day. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Hey, I love this stuff. And I want to say it's so important as we understand who God's made us and what God has done, it can work out in the way we live. 
I think this is going to be an exciting few days for us here. I think we're going to have an exciting Faith Walkers Conference. Any of you are welcome to attend. We'll have more details on that in the coming days. Uh, say we prayed yesterday for two things. We prayed for our friend Peter Thielen, who's been a part of this community. And yesterday, indeed, he, we knew he was very uh, towards the end, and he did pass away yesterday afternoon. And we also prayed, and so, and so he went to glory. That's good news. Peter's had a, a body with a lot of illness and disease and pain, and he's now healed. And he's in the presence of God, and his body, he's got a new body, new, fully healed in Jesus Christ. He's left this one behind. And also, right about the same time, our daughter-in-law, um, Kellen, gave birth to their new daughter, Prudence Evergreen Short, and her name will be called Eve. And uh, she was born, and uh, it's a little bit of a problem because she's 16 days overdue. Mom had a little bit of a struggle and even a little bit of a, a trouble for a few minutes. There's some concern, but she's doing well, and we're grateful. Keep praying for baby and daughter both. Anyway, thanks for being with me today. We're here every day, live, 8.30 a.m. If you're new, bless you. I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you will join us regularly as we get into the Word of God and pray and talk about it. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, join us, tell your friends. And if you're here regularly, you guys know I love you. So glad you've made the commitment to be here. It means a lot to me to know I'm, I'm sowing the seed and sharing the Word with good soil, good people who are listening to the Word of God. Love you guys. God bless you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Amen. All right. Bye-bye.